Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Well, I hope that you are ready to receive a word. Um, This word has been very interesting for me. Um, It's been a very difficult one for me to put together. Um, And I definitely have been tried, and I will definitely share more with you in that message as I go. But I truly believe that God has a word in here that is going to bless everyone, that's going to encourage everyone. And I believe that you will find yourself either you just went through this, you're going through it, or you're about to go through it. Okay? So this morning, our message title is going to be, You May Be Struck Down. But, but you are not destroyed. Isn't that good? I mean, that right there is an awesome word, just knowing that, yeah, you may be struck down, but you are not destroyed. And our founding scriptures, if you want to go ahead and turn, are going to be 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. And then also in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. And as you're turning, I'm just going to ask you some questions. Are you going through some difficult trials right now? Is your faith being tested? (laughs) Do you feel struck down, persecuted, and discouraged? If so, then I have good news for you. This message is for you. So let us read our scriptures, and then we shall pray. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 says, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And then James 1, 2 through 4 reads, My brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Saints of God, it's quite obvious that as children of God, we are going to go through trials. And... I find that sometimes when we go through things, one of the things that we do is we tend to think that we're going through something because we failed or we did something wrong. Now, I don't know about you, but that, that's me. I'm like, God, did I miss something? Did I do something wrong? I, I must have I missed it somewhere. And not that that's wrong because we do need to check. As Sister Michelle said, we need a soul checkup. And we need to, to see what's really going on. But could it be, could it just be that maybe the reason why you're getting tested isn't because you're doing something wrong, isn't because you've sinned against God, but could it be because you are pleasing God? Could it be, saints of God, that you are doing such great things for the kingdom of God, you may not even see it, but God sees it, that you're doing such great things for the kingdom of God that the devil is feeling threatened by you? Could that be? Could that be? I believe that it could be. And you know why I believe that it could be? 
because the Bible declares it if you just read in the book of Job. And this morning, that's who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Job a little bit, what he went through, what was going on in his mind, and what the Lord revealed to him and how he, he blessed him in the end. And we're going to relate that to our lives. So let me see where my projector is. Did, am I doing it the wrong way? Oh. Okay. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Give my husband a round. I'm, I'm so glad. Because, <laughs> look, y'all, nah, okay, before I get in this first point, I just got to be silly, okay? I know my lane and I stay in it, and me and electronics, we do not mix, okay? I press a button and I pray to the dear Lord that it works, and if it doesn't work, then I go get help. <laughs> I ain't even going to try to act like I know how to fix it, because I don't, okay? So... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about Job. See, <laughs> Job was a very blessed man. <laughs> I mean, he had a huge family. He had 10 children. He had a wife, servants, livestock. He was extremely wealthy. And basically, I guess you could say he was the man. He had it going on. I mean, people thought he was the greatest person ever. I mean, really, he was favored. People wanted to be around him because of not just his possessions, but also his walk with God. People wanted to be around him. And see, saints of God, even God was pleased with him. And even in Job, Satan was roaming back and forth to and fro the earth, seeing who he could test, seeing who he could try. And what I love is the Lord said to Satan, have you seen my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth. The Lord called him blameless and upright, a man who feared God and shunned evil. Could it be that that's what God is saying about you? Could it be? But you know what? Satan, the accuser of the brethren, he was convinced and he believed that if God removed his hand and if God allowed Satan to attack him and to take away his possessions, that he would turn his back on God and curse God and die. Because Satan truly believed that Job's was based upon his circumstances. And see, that's how the devil wants to test you. He wants you to give up on God. He wants you to base your relationship based on what you can get. Seek in the Father's hand and not his face. But see, that was not Job's testimony. And I don't believe that that's your testimony either. So we're going to look at four facts that come with trials. The first one is you will be tested. I cannot phase that enough. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much you worship. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you study your word. I don't care how much you come to church. You will be tested. It is inevitable, saints of God. It is inevitable. And I want to talk about Job. Because, see, he went through some pretty bad tests. <laughs> First of all, he lost his property. He lost his livestock. He, he lost all his riches, basically. Then on top of that, he lost his children all at once. All at once. But he continued to worship God even though his wife told him, curse God and die. So even his wife was acting crazy. <laughs> And then his health got tore up. Job ended up getting attacked by painful boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Now, can you imagine how much that would hurt? 
And then his friends ended up betraying and leaving him. So saints, I just want to focus on those things for a minute. Have you lost property or possessions or things that meant a lot to you? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost your home. Maybe you lost your car or you've hit financial trouble. Or maybe, just maybe, you've been working so hard to get a promotion. And God even declared that he was going to promote you. And you've been working hard, you've been faithful, but yet that promotion was taken away from you. Have you been there? Because I know I have. (laughs) What about death? Have you recently lost someone that you dearly loved? And maybe it's just not one person. Maybe it's multiple people. Maybe you just keep getting hit with death from all sides. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's family, people that you love. That really hurts, doesn't it? And that can be a very discouraging time, saints of God, when you're going through that. What about your health? Has your health been tested? Have you gotten a bad report from the doctor? Have you been in pain? Maybe you're going through something and you know something's not right, but doctors don't know what's going on. But you know what? God knows what's going on. And he's the great physician, saints of God. And not only does he want to, but he is able to heal you. But sometimes when you get attacked, sometimes it it can be really hard to press It can be really hard to pray. It can be really hard. Sometimes when you're going through, it's like you want to cry. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like you get numb. It's like you want to cry, and you're angry, and you're emotional, and you just feel confused. But it's like you don't know what to say. I mean, you just get before God, and you're just just looking up like, I don't know what to say. And guys, that's okay. God's got you. He knows what you need. He hears you crying out even when you're not crying out in the physical. He hears it in your spirit. And he's right there with you. How about, oh, <laughs> this is a real hot zone. Hmm. What about fair-weathered friends? Mm, 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 mm. See, <laughs> what happened with Job, when everything, when all hell broke loose in his life, at first his friends were there for him. They were praying for him, encouraging him, giving him a shoulder to cry on. But see, what happened, and just like what happens today with our so-called friends, is that people sometimes put this expectation that you're only supposed to grieve for a certain amount of time. And then when they think that you need to just be getting over it, oh, all of a sudden they're just like, mm, you know what, I need to leave you alone. Yeah, you're, you're getting weak. You're not having enough faith. So since you're not meeting my expectation of how I think you should be, I'm going to just walk away from you. Now, saints of God, hear me out. I know there are times when you do have to leave people. You know, if people are in reprobated sin and they refuse to change, that's one thing. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that are going through and that are hurting. When your friends are going through hardship, that is not a time to start ignoring them. That is not a time to shun them. That is not a time to turn your back on them. That is not a time for you to think that you are more spiritual above them because just because you wouldn't deal with it the way they're dealing with it, that somehow that makes you greater. Because see, saints of God, that's a spirit of pride. And pride goes before the fall. And you have to be careful how you stand when you're judging people. Because if you're judging someone the wrong way, God is going to get you. 
God is going to get you, and he is going to deal with you, and it is not going to be pretty. Trust me, (laughs) it is not going to be pretty, and and we'll learn more about that as we go. But it really hurts. It hurts when you feel like you have friends that love and care about you, and then you get hit by something. Maybe you're not the same peachy person you've always been. Maybe you feel numb emotionally, but instead of people just encouraging you and saying, listen, I got you. I'm praying for you. I'm here for you. Sometimes all you need is just someone to listen to you and pray for you. And pray for you. That's all you need, saints of God. And another thing I want to address sometimes with, with friends like that is sometimes, and I'm sure you've been there, you, you, you share your heart with someone, and that's not easy to do when you're hurting. Because sometimes you struggle to find the words yourself. So you open up yourself to someone whom you think is a strong man or woman of God who can pray for you and encourage you. And instead, all you get is a mini sermonette and a rebuke and made to feel worse than you did before. And I'm here to tell you that is not of God. Because if the Lord has you to give a word of correction and rebuke, it is going to be in love. It is going to be in love. And that person may not like it right at first. But when they think about it, it will change them. But sometimes, and I don't know what it is, maybe people feel like they have to give you a word. Maybe somehow they feel like if they don't give you a word, then that means that they failed God. I don't know. I don't know the hearts of people. But when people are going through, they're not always coming to you for advice. They need to seek God. (laughs) Because only God knows why they're going through what they're going through and what it is that they need. We don't know. We can speculate. We can imagine. But just like Job's friends, we may be very wrong. And see, that's what happened with Job's friends. They were giving him wrong advice. They had some truth in what they were saying in some parts, but yet they were totally missing God and what it was God was really trying to do in Job. And instead what happened, instead of them encouraging Job, they discouraged him and it caused him to doubt. And it caused him to question God. And that's what can happen, saints of God. We have to be careful who we share our hearts with. You can't just trust anybody, saints of God. You have to use discernment. You have to really pray and seek the Lord on that. God, who can I trust and who can I not trust? Because just because somebody, oh, I wanted to share this. Write this down. Just because someone's advice seems true does not mean it's the truth. Let me repeat that. Just because someone's advice seems true does not mean it's the truth. It may seem true. It may have some true points, but that doesn't mean it's the truth. Only God is the truth, and only he knows what the truth is. We can only guess. So, (laughs) sorry if I'm shouting. I'm just excited. (laughs) All right, so the second fact that comes with trials is you may struggle to understand. Whoo! <clears throat> and I want to read the scripture. Isaiah 58, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, or nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 
So in other words, saints of God, God's got it under control. He knows what you need. You may not understand it. You may not get it. You may not be able to grasp it with your own mind, but he's got it. And I know that when we're going through, it's hard. It can be really hard because we like to be in control. <laughs> I know I do. I'm like, Lord, help me. Because I like to be in control. I like to know what's happening, why it's happening, how it's going to go, when it's going to go. I do. But that's not of God. He wants to be in control of your life. He wants us to trust in him. But in our flesh, it can be very hard. And I find that sometimes when we go through, we can feel hopeless, can feel discouraged. Maybe you feel depressed. Maybe you feel invisible. Maybe you feel like all of your hard work, all of the seeds you've been planting, it just doesn't seem like it's producing a harvest. And that can be very discouraging, saints of God, because I know we're not to look at what we can see, but we're to look at the things that are above. But sometimes that's really hard <laughs> when you, you keep doing the things of the Lord and, and you're doing what you know God called you to do, but man, it just seems like, it just seems like nothing's moving. It just seems like everything's stagnant. I, I mean, honestly, and, and sometimes you're walking around like, can anybody see me? Am I invisible? I, I, does anyone hear what I'm saying? Does God even hear me? Because sometimes we feel, even at times, that, that God doesn't even see or hear us. And we know he does because he proclaims it in his word. And we have to believe that. But sometimes, saints of God, we even wonder, God, where are you? Where are you, God? Why? Why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this way? Why does it seem like that I'm being obedient and I'm doing the things that you told me to do? But my word, it seems like I take one step forward and I get knocked back ten steps behind. Why does it seem that way, God? My heart hurts. And guys, I'm sharing with you my own life. Because I've been going through a test for like three years now. And I'm doing what God called me to do. But saints of God, sometimes I hurt so bad because it just seems like no matter how much I give, no matter how much I pour, it's like, it's like it doesn't mean anything. And I know that's not true. I know it's not true, and that's what we have to remember. But sometimes when you're going through saints of God, sometimes it's hard to see that. It'd be like a farmer going out in the field, and he planted all the seed, and, and he's expecting a crop, and he looks around at other fields, and their stuff is growing, but yours just looks dead. All you see is dirt. It just looks like there's no life. It can hurt saints of God. But just like that farmer, he knows that that crop will come in due season. And sometimes that's just what we got to remember, that your season is coming. It may look bleak right now. <laughs> it may look as if nothing's going to happen. You may feel doubtful. You may feel anxious. You may feel worried. You may feel depressed. And you may be asking God why a million times. You may have your good old pity party. You may just need to cry it out. And you know what, saints of God? It's okay to cry it out. 
Do not allow super religious people to tell you, you just need to have more faith. You just need to stop crying. You just need to suck it up. Because I'm here to tell you that's bull. Because you know when they're going through, they're doing the same exact thing. Oh, but they won't admit it to you. No, because they're cool, calm, and collective. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm calling it out. I'm calling it out because I've been on the receiving end of that. I've had people tell me, oh, you need to be, because I got hurt. I got hurt by some friends. And I, I, I confided in someone that I shouldn't have, but I was crying. And you know how sometimes when you cry and it's like you just can't stop crying? It was one of them moments, okay? And I didn't want to cry in front of this person, but I just couldn't help it. And so she was at first real sweet, and so I shared with her. So she looks at me and she says, well, honey, I understand, but you just need to be delivered to people. You just need to stop allowing people to dictate who you are. And ba ba ba. So she's giving me a mini sermonette. So come to find out. Now, saints of God, I'd be careful not to, to laugh too much when God reveals stuff because, you know, we have to be careful how we stand lest we fall. But I, I, find, it, I find it funny when, <laughs> when the Lord shines the light on some stuff and someone was pointing their finger in your face because a few weeks later, this person had mentioned that she was having some friends coming in from out of town. And she was all nervous about it because she didn't have time to clean her house. And she said, I just don't want them to see my house a mess because they might judge me. And I wanted to say out loud, and I didn't, but somebody else did. Somebody else spoke to them. It didn't have to be me, but you don't know how bad I wanted to say, well, gee, I thought you just said all you need to do is just be free from people. Didn't you just say that? Didn't you just preach that at me? That you need to just be delivered to people? But you know what was funny? Somebody called her out on it because she said that to me in front of some other people. And one of the people that was there was, looked right at her and said, well, gee, I thought you didn't care what people thought of you. Man, I'll tell you what, I had to fix my face because I was about ready to die laughing. I was about ready to run around and just die laughing because I was like, wow, put a stamp on it, drop the mic, woot, there it is. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'll tell you what, sometimes you got to fix your face. And it's hard. Oh, man, it's so hard because you know when God gives a good old wallop, man, you just want to be like, ha, ha. <laughs> but, Lord, thank you for self-control. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for self-control. But you know what, saints? It's okay to wonder why. It's okay to feel discouraged. Just don't stay that way. Get your cry out. Be real with God. Tell him how you feel because he knows anyway. Just get it out. You, you, you don't have to hide it in front of God because you can't hide nothing from him. <laughs> so trying to hide it, you're just wearing yourself out for nothing because he knows anyway. He knows you're struggling with fear. He knows you're struggling with depression, doubt, anxiety, discouragement. He, he knows that. So just be real with him and just cry out to him. It's okay to have a cry. It's, it's okay to feel weak at times because when you're weak, that's when he is strong. And he can't fill you if you're already filled. And sometimes you just have to come to God and just be real and just be like, Lord, I don't even know what to say. 
Sometimes I just go to God when I've been going through this and just be like, God, help me, help me. And sometimes all I can do is weep and moan and act like a crybaby because I don't know what to do or say. I honestly don't know. And saints of God, that is okay because he intercedes on your behalf. And he knows what you need. He knows what you need, saints of God. I can't express that enough. He knows what you need, and he will supply it. And let me encourage you with this. As much as you ask why, why don't we start asking what? What is it, God, that you are trying to show me? What is it, God, that you are trying to do? What is a God that I need to improve on? Is there something in my own life? Because thanks to God, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> we will never be perfect as long as we are on the face of this earth. We will never have it all together. There will always be room for improvement. And we need to be open to that. Be willing to be teachable and yield to him. And ask him and expect him to answer. And when he answers you, don't ignore it and deny it. Because you know, you know when there's something you got to work on. I mean, you can try to deny it all you want, but you know it's there. So let me just encourage you with this. Instead of ignoring it, just repent of it. And ask the Lord to help you to overcome. Because he will, saints of God. But just ask what? Because, see, again, sometimes when you get tested and tried, it's not because you did something wrong. It may be that you're doing something right. And God may be wanting to reveal that to you. But he can't if you stay focused on your problem and what you're going through so much that you're allowing confusion and stress and anxiety and fear and doubt and depression to overcloud you. So just be encouraged with that, saints of God. So our third fact is what to do when you are struck down by trials. Mm. Well, the first thing we need to do is trust in God at all times, regardless of how things may look. And we probably already talked about that, but repetition is good. Remain faithful. Remain faithful even when other people tell you to turn your back on God. Job's wife told him to curse God and die. Don't you dare curse God and die, saints of God. Do not turn your back on him. Believe you me, if you think you've got problems now, you turn your back on God and see what happens. Do not turn your back on God because you know what, saints of God, he is faithful. He is faithful. Don't give up. Don't give up. Do not allow the enemy, what that false accusation that he made against you, don't allow him to have power over you and beat you up and make you feel that you are worthless, that you are unworthy, that you are worth nothing because I'm here to tell you, you are worth something. God's got a purpose and a plan and a destiny in every single one of you. There is nothing that you cannot do without God on your side. God declares that with man it may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. It doesn't matter how people are treating you. It doesn't matter what.
what's being stripped from your life, as long as you have the Lord on your side, saying to God, you win. You are more than a conqueror. You win. You have the victory because of him. Worldly possessions and praise from other people are only going to get you so far. They can't give you joy, saints of God. That, that they can't strengthen you to your core like God can. They can't heal you like Jesus can. They don't know you like Jesus does. They don't know what you need. And even people who love you and have your best interests at heart, they don't even know what you need. We, we try, and I believe that all of you in this room, you, you truly do try to be there for the people that you love. But we don't know the person's heart. Only God does. And I'll tell you what, saints of God, when you're going through, nothing encourages me more like someone just listening to me and encouraging me and praying for me. And even if you don't feel like God has a word, that's okay. Just pray. Just pray for me. It don't have to be elegant. We need to get past that and think, and I can't pray for someone to their face because I don't pray as pretty as pastor or I don't pray as pretty as elder over there or as pretty as Pastor Tim. No, we need to get that out of our minds, saints of God, because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And as long as you are righteous, it availeth much. He's no respecter of person. Apostles' prayers are no more anointed than anyone else's in this room. Our, the leaders in here, our prayers are no more anointed than any of you all's. We serve the same God. And since he's no respect our person, that means that we are all anointed. That means we can all be used by God. That means that we can pray because he's interceding for you and he will give you the words to say. If you just open your mouth, he will fill it and he will give you the words to pray. Don't let that stop you, saints of God. Stop allowing the devil to, to, to shun you away from people and reaching your fullest potential. Stop comparing yourself to other people and their gifts. Embrace what God put in you, saints of God, because you are a masterpiece. And nobody can take away what God's put in you unless if you allow them to. We just have to keep seeking the Lord. Keep seeking him. Not his hand, but his face. Keep seeking him. Just say, God, I need you. I don't know what to do right now, but God, you do. Continue to guide me, Lord. Continue to give me wisdom, Lord. I lack wisdom. But I come to you, and I thank you that you shall give it to me, God, because your word declares it. I thank you, God, that you are faithful. I thank you that you love me even in times when I don't love myself. I thank you that you are faithful even when I'm struggling with faith. He's got you, saints of God. He loves you. He so loves you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes you just have to remind yourself of those things. And another important thing I want to bring out about this that we must do when we're struck down by trials is we must not accuse God for your attacks and your suffering because that's what got Job in trouble. And a lot of it was because wrong advice. He was listening to the wrong people. And that can happen. We've all been guilty of it. But what happened was, because of that wrong advice, he started accusing God of being a relentless prosecutor and an unjust judge. He thought God was out to get him. <laughs> and a question, and let's be real, have you all ever been there where 
you're going through, and you just feel angry. And you just say to God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me, God? Why, Why are you hurting me like this? And saints, we have to be very careful with that. Very careful with that, because God dealt with, uh, dealt with Job on that, and Job had to repent of that. And I understand sometimes when we get mad, we get caught up in the moment. And if you have done it, saints, just repent. Repent to the Lord and tell the Lord, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I doubted you. I'm sorry that I blamed you. I'm sorry that, that I accused you of doing things that you didn't do to me. Just repent of it, saints of God. Another thing that we must do when we're struck down by trials is we need to forgive those who did us wrong. See, Job's friends did him wrong. They were giving him wrong advice. They were rebuking him. They were calling him names, and they shunned him, turned their back on him. That hurt. But see, the thing about what I love about the Lord is, see, God will deal with those He will vindicate for you, and he will deal with those who did you wrong. Now, it is up to them what they choose to do with that. See, Job's friends were obedient because he came to one of his friends and rebuked him and told him that him and his friends need to make an offering to Job. In other words, they needed to repent for their wrongdoing. But then God gave another command, and he required that Job forgive and pray for them. So see, saints of God... The Lord will vindicate you. Now, rather your enemies or your fair-weathered friends want want to be humble and repent for their wrongdoing, that's between them and God. And you can't make people confess and you can't make people do the right thing. But what you can do and what you must do is you must forgive them and pray for them. And Jesus even said in Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you. And pray for those who persecute you. Now, saints of God, I know that's easier said than done. Because when you don't like someone, oh, you want to lay hands on them, but, but it's not like this, like in the name of Jesus, bless them. No, you want to be pat, pat. Man, you just, just. Yes, yes. Five-fold ministry right here, baby, with the palm attached. Both sides, double anointing. they call that the pimp slap is that what that yeah yeah you want to pimp slap them pimp slap them some holy spirit you're like yo what's wrong with you bro why are you acting up a fool (laughs) i'm just being real with (laughs) y'all but you do you do. Come on, guys, we do. Man, our flesh wants so bad to just cuss them out and tell them what we really think. But we must not, saints of God, we must forgive and pray for them. No matter how you feel, no matter what they did to you, because Jesus warns us that if we do not forgive others of their trespasses, he will not forgive us. And saints of God, since we miss the mark every day and we need forgiveness every day, That is not something I'm willing to bargain with. Because trust me, even when I want to do right, I still get it wrong at times. I need his forgiveness. But in order to get his forgiveness, we must also be willing to forgive and make allowances for other people's mistakes. So our fourth, (laughs) 
Our fourth thing to do when we are struck down by trials is your restoration and blessings are coming. Mm. See, this is the good part. (laughs) See, Job 42.10 says that the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed, when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice, twice as much as he had before. In other words, God gave him a double blessing. But as you notice, as we said in the beginning of that scripture, is that when he prayed for his friends, you cannot expect a double portion blessing if you are full of bitterness and unforgiveness. It is not going to happen. You can lay on your face for hours a day. You can cry. You can throw dirt on your head. You can speak in tongues until your tongue falls out. But unless if you have a repentant heart and you're repentant before God and you're humble before him and you're forgiving people and praying for those who hurt you, you might as well just not even speak. You might as well just stay in your misery because God's not, no. No, he can't. His hands are tied. And who's tying his hands? It's not the devil, it's you. So we must forgive. We must forgive because saints of God, we let people down too. We do. Even when we don't mean to, we do. So I want to encourage you, saints of God, that no matter what you're going through, no matter how bleak things may look, your blessings are coming. Your restoration is coming. God's about ready to open up a door for you that's going to bless your socks off, saints of God. He's about ready to pour upon you like you've never been poured upon before. He's about ready to expand your territory. He's about ready to bring you to another level in him because even though the weapon was formed, it did not prosper because you did not allow the devil to take control. You did not allow the devil to steal your identity. You took the power back. You said no to the devil and yes to God. You made that choice to keep fighting. You didn't give up. You didn't walk out of church. You didn't turn your back on everybody and go in your own cave. No, you kept coming to church. You kept serving the Lord. You kept doing what God told you to do. Even if it seemed like nobody cared. Because you know what? God cares. He sees what you're doing. He sees the motive of your heart. And yes, our hearts are wicked, but he sees the motive of your heart. And he sees when you are trying your very best to live that righteous lifestyle, when you are trying your best to serve him, when you are trying your best to praise him and worship him, even when you can't get the words out. And I just got to say it, guys, because I'm speaking for me. I refuse to give up. You may need to take a break. You may need to slow down a little bit here or there, but don't you give up. Don't you give up, saints of God. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep standing. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep forgiving. Keep blessing. Keep pouring. 
me win. Because that's the only way he can win is if you allow him to. You have a choice, saints of God. God can't make you choose victory. You have the victory in him if you choose it. But he can't make you choose the victory. He can't make you claim what's yours in Jesus' name. He can't make you take a stand. You have to choose. And you got one or two choices. You either give up and you let the enemy win and gloat all over you. Or you choose to say no. No. Sometimes you got to act like a toddler. No. That's mine. Don't you take what's mine, devil. That's mine. Get your hands off my stuff in Jesus' name. That's my blessing from the Lord. That is not yours. Don't you dare take my blessing, devil. And guys, i got to tell you something. I have been tested and tried over this message. I've been working on this thing, and God put it in my heart. He gave me that founding scripture and talk about Job. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, God, I've only preached four messages. Job has 42 chapters. You want me to go through all that and try to condense it in a little message? What? I mean, guys, my head was spinning. Ask my husband. My head was spinning. I'm like, God, I don't want to confuse people. Because it's a lot, and I don't want to confuse people. Because it might be a good word, but if you feel lost and you're not able to, to glean from it, then what's the point? If I'm going to feed you, I want to be able to feed you and give you something that's going to bless you that you can eat off of and be encouraged and be full off of. I don't want to feed you some nonsense. And you walk away feeling confused like, what the heck was that? First it tasted sweet, then it kind of got sour, then it kind of got spicy, but then it got sweet again, and then it was like gushy. No! I mean, some variety is good, but you know, it needs to blend well, okay? I don't even know why I'm talking about that. (laughs) But saints of God, I'm here to tell you, man, when you come on the other side, Oh, my gosh, your faith is going to be so much greater than it ever was before. Your level with God is going to be so much more deeper than it ever was before because you've seen how God has provided. You've seen him step in. You've seen him open up a door that you know there was no way that that door could be opened. You've seen him do that, saints of God. And maybe you feel unworthy at times. and Maybe you feel forgotten. I know I've been feeling that way, saints of God. I've been running a children's ministry, and it seems like sometimes good things happen, and then all of a sudden, all these doors shut, and it's really hard in those moments. But what I have to say is, God, you're in control. And maybe I wasn't meant to have that. And if I can just share just a brief word, Pastor Tim, if it's okay. When I've been going through this and I've been feeling discouraged, God gave me a word. And I just want to share it with you because I really feel like it will encourage you. Growing up, my grandmother, she she had a curio cabinet. You all know what that is. That's that beautiful shelf with the glass. It's all lit up. And that's where you put your most prized, valuable treasures in. They're expensive. They're uh, family heirlooms. They were precious gifts given to you by someone you love. And see, saints of God, when we are God's children, we are precious to him. We are valuable to him. We mean the world to him, and he's protectful of us. And sometimes when you feel ignored, 
and you feel like nobody sees you, what God spoke to me is people do see you, but he's got you in a curio cabinet. People see you. They see your beauty. They see that light. They see that worth and that value. But see, the problem is, just like when I was a little girl, my Nana had a curio cabinet, and she'd watch that thing like a hawk when we would come to her house. Oh, my gosh. She, whole time, her face all tore up looking. I mean, she, she'd just give you the look, kind of like the church mamas. Just give you that look. And I knew as a kid, you can look, but you cannot touch. And you know why I couldn't touch it? Because I was not mature enough to value and appreciate what meant the world to her. And I'm here to tell you, saints of God, you mean something to God. You are precious. You are valuable. You are priceless. And just because people can see you, just because people can't touch you, that does not mean that they don't see you because, see, saints of God, God sees you. And what he's saying is, uh-uh. That, those people right there, they're not mature enough to handle what I put in you. That's what he's saying. He's saying that if I open that door and I put those gifts in their hands, they'll break you. They'll crush you because they don't value what I've put in you. So be encouraged, saints of God. It may just be that God's just got you going through through testing time right now, and, and he's showing you out, but there's just not the right people mature enough to handle what God's put in you. But that does not decrease your value. As a matter of fact, that should encourage you to know just how valuable you are, that God's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. No, you're not mature enough. You're not touching my child. Now, you can't handle what I've put in her. You can't handle what I put in that man of God. You can't handle his testimony. You can't handle his passion. You can't handle his love. You can't handle the gifts I've placed in him. You can't handle it. But you know what, saints of God? God is going to send people that not only see, (laughs) but they respect. They respect the maker and the owner of those things. And when those people come, Oh, God's going to open up that door, and I'm here to tell you, saints of God, you will be handled with care. You will be handled with respect. You will be handled with dignity. You will not lose your value because God is going to put you in the right hands with the right people at the right time. So (laughs) that's it, folks. but I'm like, you know what, I better leave that alone because I I might totally jack that up. So, (laughs) But saints of God, I truly hope that this word has helped somebody today. I truly hope so. Because if not, it definitely helped me. And if... If you are struggling, if you're just going through a trial right now or trials and you're feeling attacked and you're feeling oppressed in the way and you're just feeling even hopeless, I just want to ask you to just make a bold move and just come to the altar and and just let's pray. I just want to pray a blessing over you. (sighs) 
Maybe you find yourself in these exact scenarios, or maybe they're different scenarios that you're struggling with. And saints of God, it's okay. It's okay to not have it all together. We'll never have it all together. It's okay to feel broken up. It's okay to struggle. But just don't stay there. Don't stay there, saints of God. I just want you to just see how valuable you are. He died for you because he so loved you. His work in you is not done. I don't care how bleak it looks. I don't care how many walls you seem to hit up against. He's not done with you, saints of God, because as long as you are alive, there is always hope. And God still has more work to do in you. You just have to trust in him, believe in him, and not give up. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.